No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Friday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Friday. Sean, we made it through another week. It is a Friday. The weather is beautiful. I'm doing the show outside today. You I see so that. You can tell based on the video version of the, of the broadcast. I'm outside today. It's beautiful outside. How are you feeling? How has the week been for you? Uh, good. I mean, they all just kind of, right now, it's been a busy time of year. They all just kind of blend together, but uh, all good stuff, right? It's, uh, it's a little while, you know, ASU with a lot of crossover going on right now with men's hoops, women's hoops, baseball, all of the above. Uh, so, yeah, we're good. We're getting there. But, um, yeah, it's been a heck of a week. A lot of, yeah, a lot of, I mean, lot of sports it, information, too, which has made it nice. Yeah, this is that time of year where things kind of start to, you know, spiral and things just there's stuff happening all the time, especially with football offseason right around the corner. Baseball's about to start. Hockey and basketball are in full swing. And for you, all the college athletics that are going on as well. Uh, Sean, this will make you very happy. There's a lot of football talk on the show today. A very Mm -hmm. football themed edition of the show. And the biggest story of the day is going to lead us off here. So let's tell everybody what is in the lead. This is the one they're talking about. Now listen, Sean, Russell Wilson has not asked for a trade. I want to make that very clear. Russell Wilson has not asked for a trade according to his agent. Right. But if if a trade were to happen, let's say you know a trade was possible, he would want to go, his agent told Adam Schefter, to Raiders, Cowboys, Bears, Saints, Saints. the fourth team. I forget. Yeah, yeah, that was Saints. the fourth team. Uh, so, this- again, again, he didn't ask for a trade, Sean, but... Those would be the four. Yeah, this this story cracks me up, right? Like we're he's okay in Seattle, but if you four teams are listening, get on the phone. There is a chance. Like, whoa, which one is it? Talk about speaking out of both sides of your mouth here. Um, now, nah, listen, this this story we're gonna get more into it coming up in ten minutes. It has gone a lot farther than I ever anticipated it would. I'll save my thoughts for if I believe he is gonna be out of Seattle or not for our segment coming up again here after what's in the lead. But this story, I never thought would even get to this point. I'm, I'm surprised we're even having these discussions because, listen, I feel like it all started from that that Zoom call with the media a few mm-hmm. weeks ago when he threw out those comments about how many times he's been sacked in his career. And he threw out those yep. comments about his offensive line. He wishes they'd put more around him. And, you know, the, the, the team took exception to that. And then it just kind of like snowballing. And then we started getting more news from – within the season from the athletic article and it's just kind of snowballed to this point i never thought we'd even get close to yeah and i thought the the most interesting part of that initial kind of uh blitz of russell wilson media coverage was when he went on dan patrick and dan patrick asked him you know are you know are you going to stay in seattle will you be a seattle seahawker you know are are is there a chance that you get traded and basically his answer was you'd have to ask the seattle seahawks and the way that he said that and in response to dan patrick's question i think took a lot of people back it certainly took me back and, and now we've seen the rest of the way this has played out. I'm with you. I didn't expect it to ever get to this point, but this has been a weird offseason because this has been very un-Russell Wilson, Wilson-like. And to now see you know some of the stuff that we heard in the reporting from The Athletic and, and, and now the four potential teams that he could be going to, uh, this story I, I think is far from over. Now we'll get into where he might go. Will he play for Seattle next year a little bit later? But this story just this won't go away. Speaking of somebody, a team that just won't go away, Sean Crespin, Arizona State basketball, look out. <laughs> Two in a row. 
Yeah, two in a row against the uh, the bottom dweller of the Pac-12 with Washington. Hey, you last play night who's they, on the schedule, Sean. You play who's on the schedule. Last night they were game. I mean, this was a the the Sun Devils won by eight, but they went on an 8-0 run over the course of the last 58 seconds. It was t- it was a tie ball game with less than a minute left. Washington was game after being blown out earlier in the week by the Sun Devils. Uh, but down the stretch, the veterans, the seniors for ASU took over. Remy Martin was sensational, 31 points, but. I don't know if you saw Kamani Lawrence's stat line from last night, Schubert. He had a 20-20 double-double, as in 21 points and 20 rebounds in a college That's basketball good. game. That's he was sensational. Good. He got his 20th, basically right as time was running out, and the bench exploded and ran off. But, uh, you know, for a team who has struggled to close out basketball games all year long, to see them go on an 8-0 run over the course of the last minute of the game, 58 seconds to be exact, hit five of their last seven shots, Hold uh, Washington to 0 for 7 down the stretch. That was uh, that was good to see. And again, shorthanded, <laughs> still down five scholarship athletes last night. But you traded Jalen for Jalen. Jalen House was now unable to go with back spasms. Jalen Jalen Graham was able to return after his illness that was not COVID related. So um, still a banged up team. Still no Christopher, still no Bagley. They've got Washington State coming up Saturday, so tomorrow from when we're recording this here on a Friday. And again, Washington State on Monday, of all things, before playing Colorado uh, to round out the season, unless they can make up one one more, I believe. But, um, yeah, I mean, winning ball games, right? Beat who's in front of you. Sun Devils did that last yeah. night. Uh, you know, you win these next two against Washington State, all of a sudden you're 500. You know, your record for the season is 500, which – Considering the, the twists and turns that this season went, I don't know if anybody even thought that. It's all about was the tournament. Possible. It's all about the tournament. So, it's right. the, the it's all Pac-12, about the Pac-12 tournament at this Pac-12 point. Yeah, get, get, yeah. get yourself into form for, for that tournament and maybe be able to make a run. And, and they're playing, and I know they're playing you know, opponents that they should be beating, but if you get hot here's, at the right time, you can go on a run. Here's the insane stat of the week. ASU won, and, and of, of all sports that we've talked about, ASU won that basketball game last night. Let me give you the bench scoring. Washington yep. 24, ASU zero they had zero bench points and they won the basketball game last night tell me the last time you heard that insane starters are getting it done because they basically have to with the way that this roster Mm -hmm. has been uh this season speaking of basketball sean the phoenix suns they're back in action tonight chicago bulls another team that they probably should beat if you look at the schedule although that's been that's been tough to come by for this basketball team considering the way they played against charlotte losing that game the other night they believe I believe this is a three-game road trip that they start now with this game uh, against Chicago, Sean. And you know this team's playing good basketball overall this season. But you, you look at these games against Charlotte. We talked about you know the games against Detroit that they lost. The, these games against teams that they probably should be beating. It does raise a little bit of an alarm alarm bell. And they have another one of those matchups tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, they do. You know we'll dive into this uh, also later on in the program. But you know you look at the the first half of the schedule. And you got losses against the Kings. You got a loss against the Pistons. You got a loss against the Warriors. A loss on the road at the Grizzlies. Uh, a loss against the Oklahoma City Thunder. A loss against the you know the Charlotte Hornets. It's like whoa, these are all sub 500 basketball teams we're talking about here, and you're not beating these teams. Is that a cause for concern? Uh, I don't think it is. Um, but uh, we'll we'll get into that more later on as we go. But you're right. They got the Chicago Bulls. They got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Two teams you better beat because then you, you wrap up the road trip with the Lakers. Then you come home and Golden State's waiting for you, and they're playing better basketball right now. So, yep. um, yeah, it's kind of a – as soon as you want to totally buy into this basketball team, something happens that makes you go, okay, what are we looking at here? So uh, let's see if the Suns can bounce back tonight.
And again, when, when we talk about this team being that tier two team in the Western Conference, if they want to, you know, they want to be considered amongst those teams, they got to back it up against teams like this. They have to win these basketball games. So another one tonight here against the Chicago Bulls. And like Sean mentioned, we will talk about it a little bit later on in the program. That's it for In the Lead here on a Friday. But coming up next, more on the quarterback carousel. It does not just involve Russell Wilson. More Deshaun Watson news as well. We'll get into it next here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. 6,924 is today's number, Schubert. 6,924 vehicles at your fingertips right now at nobull.com. Earnhardt Auto Centers, a name you know you can trust since 1951. But over at nobull.com, the whole thing is just becoming more and more uh, easy. It's more and more comfortable to, to deal with. You just hop on your computer, nobull.com. Check out the 6,924 vehicles at your fingertips from their 17 brands and 21 locations. And then you can click on the Noble Express option. I tell you about this every single day. We do this podcast because it is just that easy and you're in the market schubert let's get a vehicle yes. straight to your house what if i told you they'll bring a vehicle to your front door or wherever it is you're doing the show from today and you can test drive it for the day all you got to do is hop on no bull express option they'll do this they'll do just that they'll bring a vehicle to your front door you can test drive it you can fill out your financial application when the process is done they're going to bring your new ride to your home as well or to wherever you're at some hotel in scottsdale doing the show from today they'll bring it to you you can do it right there nobull.com the Noble Express option, again, since 1951, a name you know you can trust, a name you know here in the Valley, Earnhardt Auto Centers, that ain't no bull. Now, Sean, we talk about the quarterback carousel continuing to go round and round. I know you're playing circus music right now, not this song. I feel like... I feel like Russell Wilson is the place that we should start because his name has come up recently within the last 24 hours once again. Mm -hmm. But there's Deshaun Watson stuff to talk about as well because apparently he met with David Culley and basically was like, I'm good. I don't, yeah. don't want to play for the Texans anymore. I'll so. tell you this. The Texans kept saying in the media, you know, they, whenever the GM or the, when they introduced the new head coach, David Coley, that we feel we can fix this relationship. And at that point, they were still waiting to hear back from Deshaun, right? They hadn't heard yeah, from well, Deshaun. They, they heard back now. You had a sit-down with quarterback and head coach, and dude said, hey, deuces, I still want out of here. Get me out. So I don't know where you sit now if you're the Houston Texans and how confident you are in fixing that relationship. Now, you can hold a speech to the fire and say, hey, dude, you're set to make, what is it, uh, 14? The big con I, think, I think his cap hit this year is $15 million and then it's yeah, 40 next year. the big year. cap kicks in next, next year. year. But either way, yeah. ask Le'Veon Bell how easy it is to make up $14-plus million that you just lose because you sat out. Ask him how that goes. Um, so, you know, they could hold a speech to the fire, see, see, if, see if he gives in the game of chicken. But it doesn't seem to me like it's a salvageable situation. And we'll get into this is something else we're going to dive into in, in our in our buy or sell segment at the end of the show. But I feel it's incredibly irresponsible for a team in the situation that Houston is in right now to not take phone calls from the one asset that can help you rebuild this thing. You know, Bill O'Brien put them in a situation that might be the worst in football. I'm going to say it right now. It is the worst in football. Because I agree though, 100%. Yeah. Because though you have the you know one of the game's top quarterbacks, and that's a position everybody's searching for a Deshaun Watson, I get it. You won four games last year. You have, I think, barely over the projected salary cap. I think you have just a couple million dollars to play with right now, salary cap-wise. You don't have a draft pick in the first or second round this year or the first round next year. How do you plan on putting things around Deshaun Watson, even if you do hold his feet to the fire and make him come play for you? What do you plan on doing? For me, it's incredibly irresponsible to not even pick up the phone and listen to what some teams, your Jets might have to say, the Dolphins might have to say. 
You know, it's it, it, the, the 49ers might have to say. Whoever calls you. It's incredibly irresponsible because the position you're in right now isn't a good one, and I don't know how you plan on fixing it over the course of the next two years to even take advantage of a Deshaun Watson. It's nice that you can have somebody that sells jerseys, might sell a few tickets, mm-hmm. but not many people are going to show up or buy those tickets when you're four when you're a four-win football team again. Not picking up the phone, Houston, is incredibly irresponsible. So, and listen, I, I don't know Deshaun personally, right? I have never, I've never talked, I've never spoken to him. I, I haven't talked to him. I, I don't know what he is thinking. I read the situation, Sean. This doesn't feel like a bluff. It just doesn't. There's doesn't, nothing about no. it on his end that makes me think it's a bluff. In fact, it's everything on the opposite side. That Houston, it's a, it's a bluff on Houston's part. That they're just steadfast in this. We're not trading Deshaun Watson. It's really easy to say, and I will continue to say this. That is very easy to say here in the last week of February. April 1st rolls around, and it's draft month, and they have to make a decision about what they're going to do. It's going to be really difficult for them to dig in and be like, no, we are not trading to Sean Watson. Because, Sean, and we've explored this on this show, the moment the draft comes and goes, the moment night one of the draft comes and goes, and the Jets pick it two, and Miami picks it three, or if either of those teams trade out of their spots, that's it. That's that your max value for Deshaun Watson is then gone. And and we we can agree disagree over if there's ever, you know, fair value for Deshaun Watson, but it's got to start with either the number 2 or the number 3 pick. And if draft day comes and goes and Deshaun Watson isn't a member of the Jets or the Dolphins, I don't know how the Texans pivot and, and make good on that situation. I don't know how they they do anything. For 2021, you don't. you don't. You can't. Right? There's nowhere for you to go at that point. You'd have to wait until the next year. I mean, what do you what do you do? You know what I mean? Um, unless you can capitalize, like for instance, the we keep going back to this because it's the most recent one that is, I guess, comparable. But the Carson Palmer situation when he sat out, it wasn't until you mm-hmm. were nearing the trade deadline and the Raiders were in a position that they felt they could make the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Uh, and Jason Campbell was actually playing at a, at a, at a solid level, and uh, with Hugh Jackson as the head coach. Jason Campbell gets hurt. Hugh Jackson says, we'll overpay for Carson Palmer. We believe we can make a run. Right. Uh, he, he set the franchise back by a couple of years. I still like Hugh, but still, you know, that, that one hurt. Uh, but anyway, that you could see that happen. But if you, if you get past the tra- if you get past the draft, he'll be a Houston Texan into the season until something like that happens. Guaranteed. Well, and, and then you got to make a move and make a move, make it quick. And to kind of compare these situations, and while I don't think the Russell Wilson Seattle situation is to the level that the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson situation is at, it certainly feels with some of the most recent reporting on this that it's worse than we initially thought between Russ and Seattle. I mean, there was the report yesterday, uh, Thursday, that he stormed out of a meeting because he brought some ideas to the table on how they can reinvent the offense and make the offense better, and he was basically dismissed. Stormed out of a meeting? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Meetings can get heated, and you're able to you know Those patch things, things up down the road. But when it when it's it's part of a bigger divide that already exists, right? This that that probably wasn't the first you know note beat of this this musical story here. It, it's just you know one one section of it. I, I tend to think that that, that, that this Seattle is going to have to be very careful with how they play this out, because again, he didn't ask for a trade. He did not ask for a trade. Did not go to Seattle and request a trade. He just his agent told Schefter four teams that listen, if those teams were interested, we'd be interested in the no trade clause. That whole thing, by the way, those teams again would be the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New Orleans Saints, and the Dallas Cowboys. Now point to one of those that makes sense and has something that could send Seattle in return that they would pull the trigger on. I have an answer. I don't think you're gonna like it. So go ahead. It's the Dallas Cowboys. 
And here's why. They have the ability, to, because Chicago doesn't have a pick that Seattle is going to be able to, because the 20th. Seattle's not going to, tra- Seattle's not going to trade Russell Wilson and not be in a position to either get a quarterback back or draft a quarterback to, to start a, a new chapter, right? Well, what are they getting back from Chicago? Nick Foles, the 20th overall, that doesn't, that doesn't check any boxes for me. The Raiders, maybe with Derek Carr, but, but I, that to me doesn't feel like a very likely scenario. What the, what I think is a likely scenario is they go to Dallas and if they, if they are able to work out a deal, Dallas tags Dak Prescott, and they trade him as part of a trade for Russell Wilson. So Dak goes to Seattle. Dallas gets their guy. They, they want a franchise quarterback, long-term answer. They have Russ for probably, you know, what, five, seven years. His current deal will probably sign him to another, you know, a couple-year extension. And then Dak can get out of Dallas where he's clearly not valued enough because they won't come to a long-term deal with him. And he can go to Seattle, and they can try to reinvent the offense in Seattle. Because Seattle has to get a quarterback back in a deal. Would you agree? Or at least the assets to be able to take a quarterback. They're they're still in a position to compete at a very high level and make a playoff run, right? And I think that's so they can't just eliminate that. They can't just eliminate that position. Plus, Dallas can send them the tenth overall pick. So you're probably sending Dak in the tenth for Russell Wilson, right? And so and so and I think that is that is a deal that makes a ton of sense because Seattle still gets a quarterback that, that can win now with them. They can win now with Dak. Absolutely, no doubt. Sure. And 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 both and and listen, not like the Dak situation is anywhere near the Russ situation, but but Dak and Dallas aren't on the same page. They haven't been for a couple of years now. So I think this is a way to make both. Everybody needs a, a change of scenery. You, Dak goes to Seattle. He he can he can thrive there. Russ comes to to Dallas. That makes the most sense to me. And then I think the Raiders are number two because they can move Derek Carr in a deal. It makes sense for Seattle if you're gonna cha- if you're gonna trade uh, Russell Wilson. That what you just laid out with the Cowboys. For the Cowboys situation, it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. That defense was atrocious last year. Atrocious. Not to mention, you're bringing on Russ's contract, and there's... Yeah, but if you tag, if you tag Dak, it's $37 it's still million. Still 37 actually. right. You're still right there anyway. But it, you to, tag him the next year, it's north of 50 Mm-hmm. So, they, so if you they, give him a long-term deal, you're talking $40, $50 million anyway. But giving up another first-round pick to me just seems insane. Maybe they don't have to. Remember how, they don't have to. Maybe. Remember how ripped the Dallas Cowboys got last year when they when they selected a wide receiver and their defense was as bad as it was, and they're like, oh, we'll get another wide receiver. Like, you know, it, it, it was with C.D. Lamb. Um, they got to do something. This, the, the, the Cowboys and the Raiders are in very similar situations. Could they upgrade the quarterback position? Is, is Russell Wilson an upgrade at, at both those teams' quarterback positions? Yeah. But how much? You know, and what are you giving up to like you're sacrificing the ability to fill some holes to upgrade the quarterback position by how much? For instance, the Raiders were a top ten scoring offense last year. Right. How how much do they, better do they need do right. they need to sacrifice a, a couple of picks, bring a quarterback in who's gonna have to learn Gruden's system, try to get on the same page with him again? Do they have to sacrifice that to upgrade a position that doesn't necessarily need to be upgraded that much? Yeah, I'm not saying that, Russell Wilson isn't an upgrade over Derek Carr. He is in certain areas, but the 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 to, the the opportunity cost to bring in a Russell Wilson to give up, you know, assets that you desperately need to use doesn't make any sense right. to me. Right, and that's why I had them second on the list. And, and the only reason but why the Cowboys kind of feel the same way. The Cowboys kind of feel the same way. Their defense was atrocious last year. They need offensive line help now. They, they're atrocious right now on the. But they also need to figure side. out this Dak problem. Like because they need to they need to either pay him or mm-hmm. they're they're like next year is going to be really bad because they're going to tag him at thirty seven, I think that's what the number is going to be thirty seven million dollars and then we go into we go into next off season and we do this this again where the third tag is enormous the number is huge yes yeah, the Kirk Cousins so situation. now so now you have him you have Dak in a situation where if you're going to pay him you have to pay him basically what he was getting paid on the tags we're talking forty million dollars 
for four or five years when you could have just done this two years ago and got them at probably, you know, $32, $35 million. So I, I, I don't know. And that's why Dallas is number one on the list because I think they can check boxes on Seattle's end. Um, and, and and Seattle can make that deal and still be in a good spot. But you're right. I think Dallas, would. it's an interesting case study because they have other things that need to be fixed. Is Chicago not on your list because they have the 20th pick? Is that the only reason? What, what, what is Nick Foles going to run that offense? Like, is Max Jones going to run that offense? And that, I, I'm, I'm just, those are the questions you have no, to you're ask not yourself. Wrong. Because you're it, not wrong. Because they're, they're, they're going to have to overpay to begin with because it's only 20, right? So mm-hmm. there's going to be, you're talking multiple firsts anyway, because there's no quarterback like a, like a Dak or a Derek Carr that can go back in a deal. So it's going to be more pick based than it is player based. Nick Foles will be in the deal probably regardless because Seattle then has a stop, stop gap quarterback. Right. But, they, they need a long-term answer. And are they getting one at 20? I don't think so. I just don't. Because, and remember, it's not like Seattle can acquire 20, take their own pick, and move up, and take both of those picks and move up. They don't have their own pick, right? New York has that pick. The Jets have that pick. So they, they, would, they, they wouldn't have that. That's their only pick in the first round. And they don't have a first-round pick next year either. Seattle does. So it, it's this weird situation where Chicago could make some sense, but they'd have to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I pulled up the statistics here to back up what I was saying about the Cowboys and Raiders and why it, from a realistic standpoint, doesn't make sense. The Cowboys were 27th in scoring defense, giving up 29.6. The Raiders were 29th in scoring defense, giving up 29.9 points a game. Only Jacksonville and Detroit were worse in terms of points given up per game. I don't care what quarterback you bring in. Oh, guess guess, guess who was just ahead of the Dallas Cowboys giving up 0.6 points less per game defensively the, the Houston the Houston Texans oh. who had Deshaun Watson playing at an at an insane level and won four football oh. games I don't care if right. you I don't care what quarterback you bring in if you can't stop somebody if you're getting less possessions per game because you can't stop anybody if you're if you're if your field position is consistently worse because you can't force turnovers and you can't stop anybody it doesn't matter who your quarterback is you know you I mean so that's why I'm saying if you if it's a slight improvement and it is Russell Wilson over over a Dak Prescott. If it's an improvement over Derek Carr, and it is in certain areas, then you, you know it's great. But you're giving up your opportunity cost to bring him in to of, to not give you the opportunity to try and fix it's the actual big. issue of your football team. Just doesn't make any sense. It's, you know, is the juice big. worth the I squeeze? This, I don't think it is. And I think this is why this is a next offseason thing, right? I don't think they're going to be able to, if they are going to move on from Russ. And it certainly feels like that that's trending in that direction, that that's going to be next offseason rather than this offseason. I will I will leave it with this, Sean. I will ask you this question. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. where do they play next season? Are they both on their current teams or are they elsewhere? Uh, Russell Wilson, like, You know my yes. answer for Russ. Russ is, Russ yeah. is Seattle. They're, they're, they're not, it's just not going to happen, uh, especially if, if he truly will only waive his trade his no-trade clause for those four teams. Not going to happen. Uh, the uh, the Deshaun Watson situation, God, we've been we've been taking the pendulum on that meter and just swinging that thing. Yeah, where's where's that right now, months. Sean? Where's that out on a Friday? I still here? think they have to trade him. I think you're going to get closer to March 17th, the new league year. Pressure is going to start to mount if because teams are going to want to know when free agency opens. Am I going to get a veteran quarterback or am I getting your quarterback? You know, so teams right. are going to want to know that once you get past March 17. Then it really starts to pick up, and the closer you get to draft day in April, they're going to have to do something because I agree with you. It doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson is bluffing, so I think he's playing elsewhere. I think he's in Miami. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. Um, sorry, Jets guy, but I think he's yeah, in Miami. Uh, but I think Russell Wilson, if anything happens, it's next year. 
again, I think I say this every time we talk about one of these stories, you know, we just have to wait and see. And there's more that will come out before we get to an ultimate resolution in any of these stories. Again, the Houston Texans just this week, we learned that that David Culley and and Houston and Deshaun Watson had to sit down and Deshaun basically told them, no, thanks, but no, thanks. I'm, I, I still want out. So and that was that had been the big talking point up up until this. Right. If they sat down, could they change his mind? Well, the answer appears to be no, nope. at least at this point. That's what it appears to be at this juncture. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Cressman and some money, we wrap up this week's edition, a little buy or sell to close out the week. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, I have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, and, and they just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Everybody knows Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent. It is the same signature scent that is in all of Manscaped formulas. This cologne is the perfect complement to the collection. Light approachable, gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. Also, make sure you check out the Perfect Package 3.0 if you haven't with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the Lawnmower 3.0 uh, trimmer and the crop formulations. Yes, that's the ball deodorant and toner uh, as well. And you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great any time anywhere you will get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code no bull in all caps at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code no bull look good smell good feel good with manscape we'll wrap up a friday we will buy or sell here sean got a couple of topics here, including a pop culture one that you sent me that i think we're normally divided on the pop culture on this show you and i we, we never in, a, in agreement on anything yeah pop culture related so we'll see how we feel about this uh, this story here at the end. But st- well, first, we'll start with some, some sports-related buy or sell. And Sean, Phoenix Suns, they will be playing the Chicago Bulls, coming off that loss against the Charlotte Hornets. So I'll ask you this, Sean. We kind of touched on it a little bit in the lead. But buy or sell that you still feel comfortable saying the Phoenix Suns should win a basketball game against these inferior opponents? I'm going to have to sell this. I'm going to have to sell Sell, sell, sell. Listen, they're starting to rack up here. You got the Kings... Lost there. You lost to the Pistons. You lost to the Wizards. You lost to the Grizzlies. You lost to the Thunder. You lost to the the Pelicans. You lost to the Hornets. I mean, those are teams you're better than. You're you're a better roster than those. Every team I just mentioned, and you've lost to all those. See, they're starting to mount up a little bit here. So no, right now I don't feel comfortable on every night. Like they play the Bulls tonight on the road. Are you sure they're going to win that basketball game? I don't know if I am. Now I'll tell you this, because you got to give them credit. Following their last three losses. So they lost to Oklahoma City Thunder. They went on a three-game winning streak beating the Warriors, Mavs, and Mavs again. They lost to the Pelicans. Embarrassing loss. They won six straight. They blew it against the Nets in the second half. They won three three straight. Worst loss of the season. They won three straight. So this team bounces back fine. But I don't think I have the confidence to say, Chicago. (laughs) They're winning that game. And they got the Timberwolves. Come on. Suns are winning, too. Like, I don't have the confidence to say that right now because they're starting to stack up. Who could have the confidence right now? I'm with you. I'm selling. Sell, sell, sell. And, 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 I, and I think what you just said is is the, the, the best point here is that they're starting to add up. If it was one or two of these, I, I'd yeah. be like, okay, you write them off. But this is now five or six of these. And, yes, right. they've responded very well. But I don't think it's a formality to look at the game tonight against the Bulls and be like, no doubt. Suns win. 
Don't think you can look at it that way. You expect, like, I, I think if you ask me who wins, Suns win the basketball game, right? That would be my prediction because they're a better basketball team. But if the Bulls won tonight, would I be shocked? No, because I have those six games right. that you rattled off in which they just seem to just every once in a while kind of give one away. And, you know, it was Charlotte the other night. It's It's been all of these games. If you were asking me to put some money down on the Phoenix Suns right now, I'd, I'd say no. I'd say no. Yeah, and I and I because because I just don't I just don't know what you're going to get sometimes against these teams who are sub 500 and you you should be beating. So no. And by the way, and by the way, I, I think this is why they're not they're at the top of the second tier and they can't break through that first tier, right? We keep mm-hmm. trying to figure out why can't they break through. It, it, it's something like this that is certainly uh, one of a list of reasons I think. Okay, so you asked me this in the pre-show, so we were like, all right, we'll put it on the show. Buy or sell? You will watch over. Two and a half FCS football games this year. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, the and FCS. I'll, I'll, I'll hit it for you. I'll hit okay. it for you here because I know what your answer is already. Yeah. Okay, you're now a football let, junkie, so you're gonna watch yeah. every game. And for those that don't know, the FCS schedule starting right now, and, and certain teams are playing X amount of uh, X amount of games. For instance, the uh, the Lumberjacks of NAU here locally are playing a six game schedule, so I love that. Um, but um, uh, what do we what do we say? What classifies as watched? You have to watch. More. You have to watch three quarters at least, and like watch, watch it because like I sit in my office and I do a lot of production. I'm gonna have the, the game on. No. That doesn't no, count. That doesn't count. Then I'm gonna have no. to take the under. I'm gonna oh, take so he, the under. I don't know if I'm gonna sit down, Schubert, just because no, the no, lack. Let me, of, let me fix yeah, it. I gotta sell this. Though I'm excited that football will be on on my TVs on Saturday. I don't know if I'm gonna sit down, you know, with Howie and watch a game. Howie's my dog. For those that don't know. Sit down and watch a game three, three to four quarters of it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. So I have to sell. Yeah, I'm, but I will have them on. Like it'll be on. Sell, sell. You know, I'll have it on in the office. And that's, and that's why I'm selling. It will be on in the background. Yeah. But to be mm-hmm. like, pat, to be actively watching and like taking no. notes and taking, emotionally you know, invested. Think, no. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll be the case yeah. uh, at all. Although, although if, I mean, Deion Sanders, I watch more of those games tonight. So I'll they, tell you this uh, too, though, right, for these kids that are playing this season. For a conference, for, you know, for a lot of conferences, like the Big Sky, let's just use that as an example. For with NAU, you don't ever get the you don't ever get the limelight, you don't ever get the spotlight. You're gonna get it. It That's may true. not be a terrible thing that you're playing when you are. Like you're gonna be, all your highlights are gonna be on Sports Center. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get the spotlight. So for a lot of kids who might have the ability to play at the next level, you know, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. Buy, buy or sell, Sean, that it is irresponsible for the Texans to not take calls about Deshaun Watson based on the current makeup of the team. Well, I'm buying this because I just made the point in the previous segment. So absolutely, I'm buying this. Again, no first round pick in the first segment. The fir- no first round pick this year or second round pick. No first round pick next year. A team that won four games. You have $6 million in salary cap space. Where do you plan on it? Oh, and a head coach, by the way, has never been a head coach in the National Football League. Where... Is your improvement coming from? I'm not really sure. So if you have Deshaun Watson on your roster for the next two years, but you can't really improve the roster via free agency or in the draft, what are your plans on fixing this thing? To not take the phone calls is just idiotic, in my opinion, and it's incredibly irresponsible. I am also buying uh, because... Taking a phone call doesn't mean you're going to accept the offer, but it's a good idea to gauge where you're at in the marketplace and to gauge where teams value uh, Deshaun Watson. I I mean, Sean, it's always been my opinion that if you're a general manager and you're not picking up the phone and you're not talking uh, about a potential trade or a potential acquisition to make your team better, you're not doing your job. 
Now, listen, that doesn't mean, like, I'll use a baseball example. If somebody calls the Angels about Mike Trout, they'll listen. But if it's like, they're going to say no, but they'll listen because that's what a good general manager does. He always listens. He's always trying to see if there's a chance to make the team better. More than likely than not, in this case, trading Mike Trout, you're not going to make the team better. Right. But in the, in the Deshaun Watson situation, this might make the team better in the long run to accumulate some draft capital and give yourself a little bit of a longer runway to try to rebuild this thing and put yourself in, in a good spot. So, yes, I agree with you. I think not answering the phone or letting it go to voicemail, right? That was the report <laughs> this week that the teams were leaving voicemails um, for Nick Casario about Deshaun Watson. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's 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 extremely negligent uh, to not to not be picking up the phone. All right, here we go, Sean. We're gonna we're gonna settle this right now. It is by yourself. It officially becomes shorts weather between sixty one and seventy degrees. Now I'll explain why I picked those numbers in a second, but I want you to, I want you on the record here first. I'm buying that. That's unbelievable. Those, those, that is that is my that is my comfort range right there. If sunny and sixty, you know, in sixties. You're, you know, 70 degrees, that, that's about right. That's when it starts. Anything below that, no. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm pants. I'm pantsing it up for sure. So now, I now understand, because I probably know where you're going. Schubert grew up in New York. I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. So there's a big difference in terms of our body thermometer. So, Schubert, I'm assuming. So, so, so. And I bet you're going yeah, lower. Dude, of course. I went to, I would go to high school. On the bus, going to the school in the morning, 30 degrees, 20 degrees outside, I'd have shorts on. Why? Because I'm inside all day. I gotta, I'm going to wear long pants, a sweatshirt, all that stuff. I got to yes. carry it around all day. No, thank you. So I just wore shorts because the, 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 the high school was heated anyway. So, so yes. And there's a new survey that comes out, Sean, that actually agrees with you. Uh, 25% of the vote of the new survey said that the, that the the time to wear shorts between 61 and 70 between 71 and 80 was in second with 23% of the vote 8% of people said 41 to 50 is shorts weather that's still too high 6% said so they'll, they'll wear shorts high. when it's between 31 and 40 that number's still too high oh, and it, this is me the 4% of people who will wear shorts outside when it's below 20 that is me also um Sean 7% of people in this in this survey don't think shorts weather starts until it's over 80, and I think we can all agree that that's wrong. It's way too high. I think we can all agree that the 7% of people that took part in this survey, they are incorrect. Yes, that's completely wrong. 61 to 70. 61 is even low for me. I'm probably pushing upper six, you know, 65 I shorts on right now. above. I got, I got shorts on right now, too, and it's below, it was below that this morning. But, yeah, 65 plus min is the minimum, I think. So, you know, I land in that 61 to 70 range on this particular vote. So, but I think 61 is still, I still, that's still a little too low. I'll put the sweatpants on, you know, wear the jeans. There you have it. Another edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. We're out of here. It is the weekend. We got stuff to do. Uh, as always, follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SCrespin02. Listen, if you want some more Noble uh, with Chris Crespin and Simone uh, content, Sunday mornings, Facebook Live. Sean and I, Recap the weekend. It's a good time. Uh, we 35, 40 minutes we go. We just recap the weekend of anything that happened in the sports world. So that's on our, our Facebook page. Just look up Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You will see it there. Uh, so everybody have a great weekend. We will either talk to you on Sunday or back here on Monday.